Hey there, welcome back to Marketing Matchmaker. I have to say, I am super excited about today's guest. Here's the thing, we all know AI. We all know ChatGPT and all of the things that are going on in the industry that is kind of turning everybody's head upside down. And today I have um, Alexander De Ritter on He's the co-founder, visionary, and CTO of Inc., the world's first AI-powered content optimization software. Alexander crafts magical tools for web marketing. He is a smart, creative, a builder of amazing things. He loves to study how and why humans and AI make decisions. He was also the co-founder, visionary, and CTO at Edgy Labs, LLC, a multi-million dollar marketing agency that served many Fortune 500 companies with an incredible team of experts in SEO. Edgy was acquired by compass.uol in November of 2021. As a co-founder, Alexander, wears many hats as project manager, subject matter expert, chief strategist, leader, chief technology officer, but most importantly, he remains the visionary and chief innovator. And I have to say, I am super excited about this um, episode, primarily Alexander, because AI is such a huge thing, but also I love talking to innovators. You know, like whenever someone ever asked me, who would you talk to if you could talk to anyone on earth? And it's always those innovators, those people who do things differently and think in a different way, which I think very much falls into line with who you are. So let's get the get it out of the way. Let's tell everybody about Inc. What is it? What does it do? How does it help people? And then we can dive into more other topics around AI. Yeah. First of all, wow, what an introduction. All that's missing is a loot and a coin to your witcher. Uh, I feel like royalty here. Thank you. <laughs> um, wow. All right. So, um, so Inc. is basically uh, a shrink for Google because it can figure out what Google wants and what it's looking for in content, and it helps to use that intelligence. Uh, to make your content 540% more likely to rank per page one of Google. Um, surprise, give Google what it's looking for and you get great results. It rewards you, right? <laughs> yeah. So like, for example, our, our own site, we did a 16 week SEO campaign last year and grew our site from 150,000 to 1.2 million visitors a month. Wow. in 16 weeks time. And then afterwards, um, we took a break and we haven't really posted much there. Um, and now the site's up to like 1.7, 1.8 million visitors per month. And we have really have not posted in like eight months. Um, we've been more focused on, um, dealing with all the traffic we have, nurturing them, you know, um, you go and sign up for HubSpot for uh, 1.8 million marketable contacts per month and tell me how that goes. Yeah, that's, <laughs> so. I mean, let's, let's be honest. That's, that's an amazing um, right. return on the, the small investment that you actually make in it. Right. I did do my research and I hopped on your website and, and while I don't necessarily understand all of it, I did understand enough that um, to realize that, it could be very valuable, especially if 
what you have is things that people are searching for. Yeah. But I'll say this, Jennifer, um, the technology that we developed at Inc was born in the enterprise. And, um, I mean, it, I have to say in a way it's unfortunate, but, um, you're, you have this technology that, you know, is so powerful mm -hmm. and you're trying to see like who would be most benefiting from this technology. And, um, I have to say, and it's just like, it's a, it may sound a little bit disappointing, but I don't think the average consumer appreciates the power that ink has or what you can do with it. Um, I would probably agree with it because yeah. the average consumer, the average business owner, small business owner doesn't really understand. Right. So I'd say like, um, like the current pricing for ink and what you can get out of it it's, it's absolutely like a joke, like the value you can get out of, if you know how to use it. Um, you know, if you're just using AI casually and you're not planning to put a content silo and put 40 articles a month on your site or so forth, like, you know, just skip it, just do whatever. Right. But if you're like really serious about your SEO and you're not using it, oh my God, you're missing out. It's just like, <laughs> are you tired of paying too much for ads already? Like, <laughs> um, but look, the world has changed and sure. um, even web marketing is changing and SEO is changing. And so we're moving along with the times. Um, very, very honest and straightforward. Um, AI is about to kill SaaS. I can see that. I mean, I've, I've seen just in my own social media feed, I have a, 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 a lot of people out there that's turning the AI into SaaS, right? Like they're able yeah. to create SaaS. For those that don't know what SaaS means, that's yeah. software as a solution. So it's it's a service-based product that that helps you create things. Yeah. And there's a there's I've seen several of them that are like they hopped on that AI train fast and created new SaaS out of it. Yeah. But even the I would say like even the SaaS that are wrappers around AI, even they're laying off uh, people left and right now, right? So um, here, here's the thing, like you need to, you need to realize that what your product does is maybe one, two, and three things, right? Mm -hmm. right? And it's the combination of these, these three things that unlocks the value that you have to offer, right? Right. But then you look at the chat GPT plugin store and you've got one plugin that does that one thing, another plugin that does that other thing and a third plugin that does that third thing. And all it is now is a prompt that makes these three services talk together and come to that conclusion. And there you go. There's your SaaS. Right. So knowing that's where we're heading, um, the technology of optimization is what makes Inc unique. It's like at the core of what we do. I mean, strip away keyword research, fine. There's other keyword research tools. Strip away keyword uh, content cluster tools, fine. There's other tools that do that. Strip away image generation, fine. There's other tools that do that. Strip away the AI writing, GPT can do that. What's left over that only Inc can do? It's that optimization, that competitive intelligence, reverse engineering, what Google's looking for. Take the core of what makes you different, proprietary, unique, your data, your process, take that core and turn it into 
uh, a plugin because in the future you have these AI assistants, orchestrators, chat GPTs, the Google assistants of the future right. that are going to use and pay your company to solve that one problem that you're uniquely good at. So, I mean, you're going to have to disrupt yourself if you want to stay relevant. And so we did that with SEO.app. SEO app is a chat GPT plugin. We were the first SEO plugin and one of the first 40 or 60 plugins that were approved in the store. And we've got, I mean, we've got more daily active users on SEO app today than we ever had on Ink for All. Um, and that is that only right now ChatGPT Plus users are, are using it. So um, I don't say SEO app is better, but it gives people something that they want. And this right. is going to be the same thing for your business, whether it's an e-commerce or information product or some intelligence product. You're going to have to move with the times if you want to remain relevant. Otherwise, it's going to be like I, I said, like just um, if everyone has this single interface, which is working with the AI, and it's, I mean, you're not going to have to go to ChatGPT to use AI four years from now. It's everywhere. And yeah. Everywhere. So your computer, it's your phone, it's your Alexa, it's your Siri. They're going to get smarter and they're going to fill that role, that void. Search engines too. Their job is to find different products that they can pull in and give a great search experience but it's not going to look like a click anymore. It's going to be an interaction. Now, how do you, how do you do SEO in the future? It's making sure that your brand, right, is the best optimized plugin, tool, skill, whatever that search engine assistant, AI assistant can tap into. Yeah, that's. I mean, when when you or anyone else in the AI universe says that they just get smarter, it just takes me to Terminator and the matrix <laughs> down hey. those rabbit holes of hey, oh, Jennifer. My what are hey, we Jennifer. doing <laughs> i know kung fu <laughs> <laughs> yeah that being said let's talk about marketing and how to use these ai effectively in your marketing because right now yes eventually there's going to be a lot of people but it's still pretty new. People don't really know, especially my audience. Most of yeah. them are still in the baby infancy stage of, I don't even know what chat GPT is much less. All yeah. <laughs> the AI. Yeah. All right. Let me paint a picture, a picture. Um, you're going to the beach and there's this big sign to say, do not swim rip tides. Okay. Let me, let me first of all, make sure that sign is big enough and readable to all your audience. <laughs> Everyone, okay. <laughs> We're entering a phase of what I call hyper-capitalism. Yeah. And in hyper-capitalism, just like regular capitalism, uh, the value of a business and service is determined by supply and demand mm -hmm. and by how well you can stack up against your competition, right? Absolutely. Because of AI, I want you to picture your direct competitor doing what you do, but with 10 times less cost. Yeah. Or 10 times less cost and 10 times better quality. Right. Pick and, pick and choose. 
I'm right. not here to debate. It's the, con the concept. We're talking in abstract ways, right? Right. Envision this future with me where you don't change, but all your competitors become 10 times more efficient. What happens to your business? You become obsolete. Right. And in hypercapitalism, uh, what happens is that all your competitors are becoming 10 times more efficient. Right. Right. And so it becomes a race uh, to the bottom in some cases. And in and, and all, all, all cases, it becomes survival of the most adaptable. Yeah. And so like this is this is your sign at the beach right now. Right? If you're listening to this podcast and heed the words of Jennifer. <laughs> right. So you don't want to become obsolete. So that's the warning sign. Um, what does that look like? Well, I can tell you what it looks like in the, in the biggest, most ambitious companies in America right now, because I work with them every day, right? There's a new position in the C-suite, mm -hmm. right? It's the VP of AI or the director of AI or the AI coordinator or the AI response team, whatever labels they put on it, right? Right. Chief twit. No, kidding. <laughs> Now, this function is created to consolidate and oversee all the AI-related initiatives for transforming an enterprise to what it is going to be a few years from now. Yeah. And so it does not matter if you are Fortune 100 or you're, or you're a startup. You have to assume that every single thing that every single person in your organization is doing can be done five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 times more efficient mm -hmm. with the help of AI. So you survey the available technologies. If you're a graphic designer, you figure out how AI can make you 10 times more efficient. If you're a coder, you figure out how AI can help you code better, faster, better documented, more resilient, better use case testing, everything. If you are a manager, you figure out how to help in your presentation. If you're a marketing, you help to brainstorm marketing ideas faster, create social media campaigns faster, create SEO campaigns faster, optimize right. it better for SEO. If you're in legal, you do legal review and testing, not replacing you, but augmenting. And, 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 and in addition to your normal process, have a second pair of AI eyes scan yeah. for potential things that you've missed. I mean, you use a grammar checker. What's wrong with that? Does that replace the quality of your writing? No, absolutely not. But it highlights almost every time it highlights some things that I've missed. Yeah. And that's the, that's the whole idea. So like you know, in legal, do that. Uh, whatever process you can imagine right, in your business, if a human is involved, right now, AI can probably help that human by a lot. Yeah. So that's where you start. And so, you know, marketing is not going to be any exception. It's going to be a rule. Yeah. I mean, AI right now, for those that know how to use it can help you like you we were discussing creating content and creating social media posts and all of that stuff faster and then it's just your job to make sure that it's consistent with your brand with who you're trying to attract all of that kind of stuff because AI is not going to be perfect let's be honest it's a machine and it is ripping off all of the information on the internet so <laughs> who knows if it's accurate or not that my friends is a yeah. thing. 
a big I'll just uh, make a I'll just make a brief comment on this term ripping off. Okay. So it's a very interesting debate and people are gonna have different viewpoints on this and I respect that, right? But fundamentally an AI does not plagiarize. Now there is there there are cases where an AI potentially replicates someone's work. Those are edge cases. We're talking about zero point something percent of cases, right? right? It's, it's actually very rare. Um, it is it is more similar to let's say you're a painter, and let's say in your studies in painting you study the works of Picasso, and one day you become a painter yourself and you're a famous painter. Is it natural that some of your work people are going to look at and say, I see some of Picasso's influence in here. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Why do you go to school? You study the work of other people. So your brain, a pattern machine can learn the patterns and what it learns and what works and what doesn't work from others. Now, the, when we're, when we're talking about people um, learning from artists who are still alive and you're overly influenced by them and you're intentionally trying to imitate their style, you're robbing them of livelihood, right? Right. If you're dealing with, uh, I don't know, Mozart or something, like maybe there's some Mozart foundation in some German or Austrian family for like 15 generations that says right. my royalties. Yeah, <laughs> who knows, right? But you know, you're not harming Mozart at this point. It's become part of the collective knowledge of humanity. Right. And we're going to have to, it, it, it is, this is a really difficult topic to grasp and even to grapple with. And it's very well possible that my generation and even the current generations alive may never come fully to terms with this. And it's a yet unborn generation who's going to fully welcome this and grapple yeah. with this. But we have a ownership relationship with information right now. We're like, it's mine. It's mine, my, mine, 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 mine. Whereas the future of AI is one of abundance. And we can hypothetically envision a world where, you know, money doesn't make a lot of sense anymore and property doesn't make as much sense anymore because everything is so abundant. Everything is just like there. And everyone alive today can objectively say like, you're, the access you have today to things like modern healthcare and technology and food options and it's better than the it's better than the wealthiest pharaoh ever had oh absolutely you you know pharaoh would would move to this time and have your middle class life in a heartbeat <laughs> right right yes first world problems are a real thing <laughs> right so this next evolution right is going to make it look like um like we're all going to be Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos, right? We're going to have more than we can ever imagine needing. And so in a world like that, right? Saying, well, I thought of this particular idea myself being influenced by X, Y, and Z, and therefore I own it and nobody else can reuse my work to rethink and re-put things together in their own way. It becomes philosophically like very hard to maintain that position in such a world. But what is true is that in the in the meantime, we still need to 
pay for our food and we still right. need to keep the lights on. And in this transition, you can imagine that people will be displaced, there will be turmoil and so forth. So when we see these conversations happening online, it's more coming from a place of um, what does this mean? What does this mean for me and my family? Mm -hmm. Right? What is it like the 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 like the actors and the writers are about to be the you know are feeling that in Hollywood and yeah and, and are, are talking about that and and you know we have to have a great deal of compassion and empathy to these people. Um, they they are they are being affected by these changes and we have a great challenge ahead of us as a society to take this very, very seriously and come up with new supporting systems that will allow this technology to work for the betterment of all people, not just the few. So, I mean, that was a lot of philosophical discussion, which is fabulous. And I still want to bring it back to what the audience actually um, is looking for and which is pretty much everybody always, how does this help me, right? How is this going to make my life better? How can I use this effectively in my world, in my yeah. business? Well, when I, uh, when, I, when I really got my career started, when it really started going, um, I found myself quickly in a situation where I was working 60 hours a week and, um, and I, and then I, I picked up this book and it's like, everyone knows about it. It's like the four hour work week or something. Yes. Right. Yes. And, and I was like, that's the life, that's right. the life, you know, I want to do what I love, but then I also want to be free and I want to be free to explore the world. And I want to be free to pursue hobbies and different interests and be creative. Right. And so what is this, all this AI technology mean for you? Well, um, Tim Ferriss, who wrote that book, is now a lot older than when he originally wrote that book. True. And on a podcast, uh, he once said, it's like, you know, I couldn't write that book today with what I know today. Right. I, I, I wouldn't believe what I say. I was young and overconfident. And, 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 and yet, if I hadn't wrote it, I wouldn't be where I am today because nobody would know my name. Right. Right? But... Um, yeah, reality and ambition and so forth. They're like, there's nuance there. But here's the thing. If there was ever a time where you could imagine living your best life, AI can help you make that possible. Because it is possible to augment and automate and improve the processes around your business or personal work life so much that for the first time, that kind of life, right, or the four hour work week, it's, it's actually possible. Um, in the next 10 years, we're going to see the first, uh, uh, tr you know, we're going to see the first trillion dollar company run by three people. I mean, that's, I think the amazing piece of this, of using AI effectively in your business, it can consolidate the amount of people that you're outsourcing. That's not to say you won't still need employees or people to do things and they can do it better, faster, and sometimes more creatively. We'll just, do, we'll just do more. Yeah. How many problems are there that we haven't had the, 
the, the human power behind because we're we're just too busy with other things. I mean, while while sixty percent of the population was farming, we weren't doing cell or cancer or IT research. We were busy farming, right? And now we're busy writing boring unit tests and and like <laughs> spell checking by hand and editing. And it's like, give the farmers their tractors back. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Free human potential for things that may be more meaningful, right? And this is what we're talking about. Yeah, people are going to have jobs. It's just going to be different things. Uh, the key thing is the the speed at which this transition is happening is very fast. Yeah. So people are going to feel left behind by this. And that this is where we need to keep in mind. But when you're specifically talking about what it means for you, I would say like, what it means for you is potentially a way better quality of work, way better quality of life. Now, I agree wholeheartedly. Alexander, thank you so much for coming on to this episode. I think there's been a lot of information that our, our audience can um, grapple with here. For those of you that are looking to use AI, head over to Inc, inkforall.com and check that out. Also, your plugin for ChatGPT, what was that again? SEO.app. SEO.app. Okay. So if you are looking for help, head over and check out Alexander's um, softwares. I, I'm I'm blown away with what he has and, and honestly with just the conversation we've had today. So... Thank you so much for being here. And if you are looking to grow your business, increase your revenue and scale your impact, look into same AI. I bet you it'll help. Thank you for listening to the Marketing Matchmaker podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love to hear your feedback. Please head over to Apple iTunes and leave a review so we can hear from you. And if you are a coach, consultant, or online course creator who are looking to grow your business, increase your income, and scale your impact, connect with me at yourmarketingmatchmaker.com. I look forward to hearing from you.